this is the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Ashley. Together, we have been making money online collectively for over 10 years. Our mission is to help you start, learn, and grow a reselling business and to inspire you to turn your paycheck into a daycheck. The world is changing and we want to help you change with it. Welcome back to another episode of the Paycheck Today Check podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about why having a pipeline is essential and vital to your reselling business. So I'm going to give you an example of why I was thinking about this the other day and what exactly a pipeline is and why it's so important. So the other day I was on, I think it was Facebook and I saw in uh, a group, it was like a reselling group on, you know, one of these social media platforms. Anyways, a, a reseller was asking what she should do. She had sold an item on Poshmark and the buyer had asked to cancel right away saying that it was a mistake that the buyer didn't mean to order. It was like a fraudulent charge or something like that. If I remember correctly and just like kind of begging the um, seller to cancel. And she was asking the group what she should do. So instantly (laughs) my first thought was, well, cancel, you know, of course, right? Like that would be your first thought too. I'm pretty sure. Right, Liz? That's what the buyer wants. Give the buyer what they want. You haven't done anything yet. Exactly. It was within like seconds of the sale coming through. So anyways, regardless of whether this was a mistake or not, so many other people commenting on this post told her to go ahead, pack it up and ship it out to her anyways. Um, And their reasoning was because sales are binding on Poshmark. You have to go through like whatever it is, two or three screens, confirm this, you know, purchase, whatever. And they're like, she should have known better, blah, 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 all this stuff. Send it out anyways. A few of us, however, had a different thought process and told her that she should cancel the sale. And this is why. First of all, you run the risk of the buyer ruining the item just to force a return on Poshmark. So on Poshmark, there's certain reasons why, you know, you can open a case, like if there's a flaw with the item or, you know, um, it's not, um, it shows up not as described or whatever the, you know, the, the facts are. You're forcing the hand of this person basically to potentially create a flaw within the item, like a pinhole or a rip or a tear or a missing button or whatever, you know, they can do to kind of ruin the item to force a return. Shipping that item out is also going to result in more time being spent on this sale than is necessary. Honestly, you're going to spend a lot more time because the ultimately the person does not want this item. So you're going to be shipping it out. It's it's like a lost cause basically. And your time is also more valuable than this to be spending so much time on a situation like this. Thirdly, you should have, this is where the whole pipeline idea comes in. So buckle up. Thirdly, you should have enough going on in your pipeline that canceling this one sale will not ruin your day. It's not going to affect your business. It's not going to like hurt your profits so severely that you are like so desperate for this sale to happen. It should not be such a huge part of your business that it's going to like absolutely collapse your like entire day or week or month or whatever. If this one sale is going to make or break you in your business, then honestly, you need to really be honest with yourself and reevaluate your entire business plan. That's just how I personally feel. What would you think? What would you say about that, Liz? 
Well, going back, I, I don't know. I'm, we've done an episode on customer service. I, I think it comes from my retail background that I know that there's enough good buyers out there. One thing like this isn't going to prevent me from selling. It's not going to make or break my day. Like I would honestly, like I would be like you, I would just, the buyer wants to cancel. I would cancel the item. I would be fearful that they would do something that would result in me losing that item. So then you're out the cost of goods. You're out the time of having to go through this. I've had one item I've had to cancel on Poshmark because I sold it on another platform and didn't delist it. And that was my fault. Easy, canceled it and didn't have a problem. So I don't feel like canceling the sale takes a lot of effort. And I think when these things happen is that you can't react to that event happening. Yeah, exactly. So let's start. I just want to touch really quickly on what you said about canceling the sale on Poshmark. So you can cancel a ton of sales on Poshmark before anyone becomes like concerned about your account. And I know this for a fact because of um, an account that I used to manage. It wasn't my own account. It was someone else's account. And I used to manage that account for them. And they canceled sales every single day because of like cross-listing like issues, or they sold it on a different platform or ran out of stock or whatever. And there was like no repercussions from Poshmark at all. Going ahead and canceling that sale and not like, you don't ask like the buyer to do it, you know, like, if they accidentally purchase the item, they probably aren't going to be familiar in how to cancel it. So there's really no like negative to you canceling this sale on Poshmark. On eBay, that's a different story. And we've talked about that in other episodes. But on Poshmark specifically, you're not going to face any like backlash from Poshmark for canceling a sale. Going back to what Liz was saying before, um, let's talk a little bit about like non-emotional decision-making. So is it frustrating when something like this happens? Of course. Do we want as many sales as possible? Yes, of course. But this is, you also have to see that like in this situation anyways, canceling the sale when the buyer asks you to, especially if you haven't even shipped it out yet, you're going to be saving yourself the time of finding the item, packaging it up, whether you take your items to the post office like I do or schedule pickups, whatever the case is, like you have to see that it's going to save you time and not it just pressing one button and just canceling the sale. But in doing what is best for you and your business, you also should realize that um, your time is worth more than this and you're eliminating potential stressors down the line. So let's say you go ahead and you package this up and you send it off to the, you know, the buyer that made the mistake in purchasing the item. Is there a chance that this buyer is going to just accept the item and you're going to get paid out? Yeah, sure. But if she's freaking out this badly, like three seconds after the sale was made, it's very likely that she's going to try to return the item. And that's going to cause you to have to spend more time and it's going to be, you know, it's going to be aggravating. It's going to be like a little mosquito bite that keeps itching away at you for days and days and days, because this isn't going to just go away after like an hour. Keeping your decisions non-emotional, like again, yes, it's frustrating. Of course we want as many sales as possible, but ultimately doing the right thing for your business would be to cancel the sale um, and not having like uh, an emotional reaction to taking that action. I hope that makes sense. 
Yes. And going back to what you were saying with the Facebook group and every, every other seller that was saying, cancel it. It's a, it's a binding contract. It sounds like they're just angry. Like it's almost like they're mad that this person, this buyer, this one buyer asked to cancel. Why are you looking at it as a negative thing? Like, of course it's a binding contract, but people make mistakes. And so I think a lot of people have a lot of anger and animosity towards buyers. And I think that is the wrong approach with reselling. We have to give buyers the benefit of the doubt. There's going to be a few that will try to scam you. That is just something that's going to happen. You can't avoid that. But we as sellers need to provide these buying experiences for buyers that are positive. And you never know, maybe by canceling it and doing what the buyer wanted, they'll come back and buy more items from you. Absolutely. And, you know, here's the thing. I think we hear a lot more often about negative experiences with buyers because of, you know, being in these Facebook groups and being on social media and people having questions and they're usually asking about complicated or frustrating or um, scammy situations to protect themselves. So that's why it seems like it happens a lot more often than it actually does because we are not hearing more, we're not hearing hardly ever about successful transactions that, that happen with these sellers. You're really only hearing about the negative situations. And that is why it seems like it happens all the time. All right. So let's go back a little bit to this whole pipeline idea. So basically the idea of this um, came, you know, I learned about it from being in the car business. So my boyfriend is actually the person that taught me this. If you didn't know, he and I used to work together a long, 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 long time ago. Um, And he sold cars for many, many years and taught me pretty much everything that I know about cars, selling cars, and just like sales and customer service in general. The whole idea of it is that you should have more than enough going on in your pipeline. So let's relate this to car sales. You should have enough deals working, leads coming in, um, answering questions, you know, contacting previous customers, looking for referrals. You should have enough stuff going on that if like one person cancels their, you know, order or a sale falls through because they couldn't get approved, like credit wise, it's not going to make or break you. And it's not going to prevent you from hitting your bonus that month. Um, that was like a lot of what this was about is people were way too close <laughs> and hitting their bonus numbers for the month that they were like scrambling around always like the last day or two of the month, trying to get like that one last car deal to go so they could qualify for the bonus money. So, and he, you know, every month he would talk about this at the beginning of the month, like instead of let's, you know, us all scrambling at the end of the month to hit our numbers, let's do a lot of work, like leading up to that last day to make sure that we are like well above and beyond where we need to be to hit our bonus numbers. And, you know, that doesn't apply directly, of course, to like, what we have going on in reselling, but you can kind of take that same idea and apply it to your business. So like I said before, that one sale isn't going to, you know, crush your day if you lose it. Um, If their payment doesn't go through, it's not going to completely, you know, put you in a bad mood. Um, So yeah, basically that's what the whole concept is, is making sure that you have enough going on on all your platforms that even... I mean, you guess, I guess you could even say that even if like you got shut down on eBay, if you lost your eBay account, that you have enough going on on Amazon, on Poshmark, on Macari, on Depop or whatever, wherever you list that 
maybe it'll sting for a couple of days, but it's not going to completely like put you out of business and you won't be able to pay your bills for the month. So along with the pipeline, like I think that's why cross-listing is so important. And we just did the episode on why it is important to cross-list. And I think one of the main points we did forget to say in that podcast episode, we don't recommend as a new seller going out and, and making sure you're spending that effort to put your items on every single platform. What we're saying is build the foundation, start with whichever platform you prefer, get enough listings up to then you can start cross-posting to other platforms. So maybe you put all of your listings up on eBay, maybe you have a couple hundred, then you start cross-listing to Poshmark, Macari, building those platforms up to where you're not going to just get the sales on eBay, you're going to get the sales on Poshmark and Macari. But that also cross-listing allows you to have a bigger pipeline. You have more options. You don't have to worry about, okay, well, that item I had to cancel on Poshmark, you never know. Maybe the next day it would sell on eBay. Maybe it would sell for more. You don't know that answer. But going back to, I think, just having the, the right mindset and having a foundation for your business is so important. Yeah, absolutely. So I really hope that this episode got you guys thinking a little bit about why it's important to have, you know, kind of a lot going on at the same time. Not so much that it's stressing you out, but again, making sure that you have a full pipeline so that one sale, one bad week, you know, one platform not working in your favor isn't going to completely like put you behind in terms of the profits that you need to make for the month. All right, guys, that's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. Anything we mentioned in this episode will be linked down below in the show notes or description down below. Be sure to share this episode with anyone you think it will help and follow us on social media at P2D Podcast. Thanks again for listening. Keep working towards that day